Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is broadcasting live from sunny Southern California. What a day. What a day in sports we had yesterday. I just. Look, there's a lot of things about Southern California that to those of you who don't live in Southern California, you're like, yeah. Homeless problem, you know, the vaccine madness and uh, cost of living, taxes. These things are not, 
But yesterday, if you had some cash and you had an afternoon, you could have gone to an iconic ballpark and see two tremendous baseball teams play. And then when the game was over, get in your car, fight traffic, get to Staples Center, watch LeBron and Steph Curry and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. That would have been a hell of a day. It's a pretty good day. Um, the Dodgers won yesterday, and we don't. Uh, I know Jason Stewart's my producer. He's been with us for a couple months now. Uh, Jay, of course, a lifelong Southern Californian, Los Angelian, and Dodger fan. John Ramos is uh, our director of operations, right? I don't, I, I, yes, our, my technical director, excuse me, but he's also a technical director for all of Fox Sports Radio. And he is a gigantic baseball Dodger fan, bit of a historian, right? So, I, but I can, I can rationalize to you guys all that your feelings for a baseball game between the Dodgers and the Braves are not as rife with emotion as um, Ramos's and Jason Stewart's. And look, I'm a, I grew up in Southern California. I've always been more of an Angel fan. Now I've been to several Dodgers World Series games. 88, I went in game two, and I went uh, two years ago, also game two. Or three years ago, three seasons ago, I guess it was. But there is, there is something about October baseball, right? And, and hockey guys always like, nothing better than overtime hockey. Like, yeah. Yeah, I... The thing about overtime hockey is that there's a there's a randomness at times to goals. That's the thing about hockey. Is soccer's the same way, where you can outplay the other team. There's just a randomness to the goals. Baseball is this unique thing. And trust me when I tell you, I know what's happening in the world in regards to baseball. I get it. Like, look, we talk football 90% of the time, maybe 80% of the time in the show, and then 15% uh, basketball and then maybe 5% other stuff, including baseball. But baseball has this unique thing, right? There is no clock. There's simply 27 outs. However you get the 27 outs, if you have, and you only need 24, obviously, if you're the home team, or excuse me, yeah. Well, no, you always have to get 27 outs, my bad. It's 27 outs. However you get it, if you have more runs than the other team, you win. And if you don't, you don't. And the, the magic to October, like the only thing that parallels it in my mind is March Madness, right? Whereas the, what, what you can count on every year is the upset. What you can count on in baseball every year is the type of drama that we had yesterday at Chavez Ravine. In the eighth inning, the Dodgers were down five to two. I, I could show you my text messages from the boys and how they're just devastated and upset because here, you know, a supposedly great baseball team chokes yet again. The, the, the greatest lineup ever can't hit. Cody Bellinger strides to the plate. A guy who is a great player and had a bad season. Here's the call on the Dodgers radio network. Jackson is 18th pitch of the inning. One ball, two strikes. And a pitch to Bellinger. And a fly ball to right center field. It's well hit. And it is gone. A three-run home run for Bellinger. 
We've got a new game. It's tied at five on a one-two pitch. Bellinger hits it out. Now, I, I understand that, like, look, in football a couple years ago, we had the Minnesota Miracle. Game was over. They throw it deep. Stephon Diggs catches it. Rookie cornerback takes a bad angle, has his head down, doesn't see what he's going to hit. And But the, the thing about baseball is it's not just that you can hit a home run. It's that if you have guys on base, you get more than one point, right? Like, it's the only game where you're, re- you're literally not dead until you get that final out. There, there's no rules to say you can get as many runs as possible, whereas... In football, you score, the other team gets the ball, they can literally run the timeout and get into victory formation. In basketball, yes, you get it back more quickly, but the other team gets the ball every time you score. This thing was over. It was over. Dodgers are a mess. Here's Dave Roberts on what the Bellinger home run meant. We were dead in the water. You could see it, and uh, Luke's coming at throwing 97 miles an hour, and you get a squibber, you get uh, A.J. riding a base hit up the middle to get behind the count and to hit a homer. It just flipped everything, and it just kind of, we got a very good ball club, but we just needed that kind of shot in the arm. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Here's Cody Bellinger. Your enjoyment, it's loud. You don't really hear anything and you don't really, you know, see anything. Round a second, saw the boys in the dugout, uh, giving me the celebration, so I had to do it back. Pure joy and uh, just glad that I could tie up the game right there to, to give us a chance. Here's, uh, here's Joel Klatt, who was on. I was watching Cowherd on FS1. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Joel Klatt was on with Cowherd and Joy Taylor, and they were talking about Dodger fans, because what happened was a lot like when Kirk Gibson hit the home run in 88, people were leaving. Remember, this is Dodger Stadium. It's like six o'clock on a Tuesday and uh, the game isn't over, but it felt over. Here's Joe Klatt. You don't leave a playoff game early. I'm a let's- it was it was a three run game. That you just don't do that. You don't do that. Oh. By the way, great baseball fans do not bring beach balls and bat them around the stands. Great baseball fans don't do the wave. All that happens at Dodger Stadium. Are you Stadium. calling Dodgers fans bad baseball fans? One thousand percent. Yes. You know you're in Los Angeles, right? I do know I'm in Los Angeles. Mm. So <laughs> before I got here, I would do a pre and post game show for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. Not a great team, but we would travel around and, yeah. and go to all the different stadiums. St. Louis, great baseball fans, knowledgeable baseball Nothing fans. Nothing else to do there. And San Francisco. Those are the two best baseball fan bases that, that I ever saw live in the stadium. Dodger fans are... are uh, Let me ask you something, Joel. I if mean, they can be passionate movie, LA fans, but then they're going to just like, they're going to leave early. They're going to do, gonna do all the stuff. Movie. Ramos, how you doing with that cut? I don't know. The Giants fan one, it blows my mind. I would watch Dodger games in 1978, 79, 80, and a Candlestick Park would be empty, literally empty for the most of the season. Why? Because your team was horrible. That's why. I don't know what he said. Sam now maybe today they're the best fans because he's they've won three world championships in the last couple of years. But in general, I don't know what he's talking about. Colorado, I love Colorado fans. They're great. I, my Rockies are my second favorite team because my parent, my mom was from Colorado. I love the Broncos. I don't know. I mean, fair weathered fans. I don't know. Maybe I, I hate the wave too. 
I used to be in Dodger Stanley do the wave. I never okay, did it I, one I time. I, like, but his wave and beach ball. Yeah, thing, I don't remember, know. It's remember, LA. Joel, I don't know. Joel, but also, Joel was in Colorado. This is not recently. Okay, and they've been awesome recently. I, I disagree with it. And <clears throat> I look. I'm not somebody who would leave a playoff game five to two. But we all watched the game. The game felt over. It just did. It fell over. Cody Bellinger hit a ball that was like at his eyes. It was like, it was like, do you guys remember a league of their own? Yeah. Remember how Kit couldn't lay off the high ones? Lay yep. off the high ones, Kit. And then finally in the championship game, she hits Dottie's, she hits a home run or she gets a double off of Dottie, whatever wins the game. Was it inside the park? Yeah, it was like inside the park, right? Because she ran over Dottie and then Dottie dropped the ball. I, I know that, sh- that movie way too well. Great movie. <laughs> The point is that was Bellinger. Like Bellinger's like lay off the high ones and like, okay. And then he hits a high one out of the, out of the park. (laughs) But like, we make this thing about like, well, one fan is better than the other fan. Like, look, I, I loved, I love Joel, but Dodgers go, go and look, you can chalk up 3 million people in Dodger stadium, no matter how good or how bad they are. Those people have shown up for 40, 50 years. It's an incredible fan base. Now, is it spoiled now because they they're in the playoffs for I think the eighth straight year and only once they've won the World Series and people think they should win more World Series or whatever? Sure, that's fair. Okay, but like again, we're we're judging off of some people heading out when it's a two o'clock start. It is traffic. I think it was dumb to leave early anyway, just because like. Yes, you get out of the parking lot earlier, but then you're on the freeway and you're in hell. Like, just enjoy the game. But again, I don't know. Somebody was heading to the Laker game. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> we have to ask them but, all. But, but that doesn't... Beach balls have been part of Dodger Stadium, and I'm guessing there was no beach ball during the playoffs. Right? People don't do the wave during the playoffs. And that place exploded when Belly hit the home run. My takeaway wasn't Dodger fans are bad. It was Dodger fans leaving tells you all you need to know about how over that game felt until mighty Cody swung the bat. That was amazing. That was a, where were you moment? It was over and you're down three games to none and your rotation is in tatters and your bullpen is all messed up. Like here's how big it is right now. I get if, if, if I were to ask any non Dodger fan who's watched baseball, like, all right, who do you like now? Like Dodgers. Urias is going to start in game four. He was terrible in relief going back in game two. And yet people like Dodgers, because that's how David coming back from that is really hard. But what an amazing... Go ahead, Jason. You you want to get on this? <laughs> Just back to Joel's point. I, I don't totally disagree with him, but you do have to admit that there's a socioeconomic uh, uh, part to this, right? Everyone who's leaving, I think, yesterday were was the... Uh, the rich people and the people in the nosebleeds of people in the bleachers that spent their rent check going to that game, they were in their seats. And I did hear Cowherd this morning talk about this. I think the reason why you saw a full lower bowl is because like any other sporting event, I think everyone just kind of mobilized down to the great seats, but there were definitely cars heading out of that parking lot. And it's kind of embarrassing. That was the whole takeaway from the Kurt Gibson thing, all the, all the cars leaving. It's an embarrassing part of our fan base. It's just people with money that are like, I got better things to do. I I don't, I don't, I don't think it's people with money. I I think I don't, I, 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 again, I think it's, it's unfair to give, remember there's 55,000 people in the stadium and if a thousand of them leave, it looks a lot worse than, and the reality is the place was still packed. 
Okay. I also don't think people were migrating down because if you've been to Dodger Stadium, you can't, you really can't migrate. You, if you're good, like me and Jay Stu, we could probably do it, but, but it's actually different levels, different entrances. It, it, it's kind of, there is a stair, there are stairwells that you can sneak in and sneak out of or whatever, but it's really hard to do uh, in, in playoff games. No, I, I, I look, when when Gibson hit the home run, remember he's facing Dennis Eckersley, who wasn't just the Roll Aids relief; he was the Cy Young Award winner. He was virtually unhittable, and Kirk Gibson couldn't walk. When Cody Bellinger hit the home run, he's hits he can't no he, he swings at the high stuff. He can't hit the high stuff, and the guy's hitting ninety seven on the gun. And oh yeah, by the way, Cody Bellinger hadn't hit you know I mean he hadn't hit water when he fell out of a boat this year. So it was completely unlikely, but that's baseball. It's magical. And, and things that are magical will, should always stay around, right? It's the March madness is magical. You keep that around every year. You get those feelings. Baseball every year we get this. That's why it dude. baseball, the sport, it's not dying, but for kids, how many have turned to lacrosse? You know, go pick the sport. They, you know, you you top out like twelve years old. They all go to Cooperstown. You know, if they're if they're playing pony instead of playing little league, and then they come back like, yeah, I'm done baseball. Like, yeah, boring, slow, right? Everything else in their life has been sped up except for this sport. But then you watch yesterday, and you're like, I get it. It's different, it's unique, it's special. And anything that generates that amount of passion, that, that it's like a fantasy, it's so special. You can't part with that. We don't have to, nor should we. It was amazing. What an amazing sporting event. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. So, um, Jay Stu and Ramos are just, you know, classic haters, right? Dodger fans are just haters. Um, and it was, it was, it was a crazy night if you were a, a sports hater, right? Cause then you had the Dodgers and you're hating on them and they come back and when you're like, ah, and then the, the Red Sox fell apart. We'll get to that. And then you had NBA games. And of course, uh, Giannis and the Bucks, that was surprising to me what they were able to do to the Nets, but they look very, very good. And then you had LeBron and the Lakers and the new look Lakers. Stop me if you heard this before, but apparently Russell Westbrook, not a great shooter. <laughs> I mean, just not a, not a, not a great shooter. I want you to take a listen. This is LeBron James after the Lakers lost their opener to the Golden State Warriors. I just think it was just the first game jitters, to be honest. Um, don't put too much into it. You know, it just probably was a lot just going through his mind, just being a kid from L.A. and, you know, watching the Lakers growing up and then, you know, however many years down the road, now you're putting on a Laker uniform and you're stepping into Staples Center and you're probably at I can only imagine how many friends and family have contacted him over the last 48 hours wondering if they can come and see his first game as a Laker, you know. So, 
um, you know, those things, those demands and those asks and those things will quiet down as the season go on and on. So not worried about Russ at all. You know, he just need to be himself and not worry about the outcome. Um, look, do I buy that, like, Russell Westbrook was nervous? I don't know, man. Like, you played in the Olympics. You played in the NBA Finals. You've been an NBA MVP. Like, I find that one pretty tough to relate to. But I also, like, look, I, I grew up in Southern California. I can tell you, you know, I, you guys know I only played one game um, in in California in my collegiate experience, right? It was against UCLA. It was at the Pond of Anaheim, which is literally five minutes from where I grew up. Not, not, not one of those like LA, like, Oh, it's 15 minutes away. Like, no, no, it's five minutes from where I grew up. Um, and I got thrown out, thrown out. I got a, I got two T's. One was, we can get into the story, but the point was, it was a very emotional experience. I understand that. I relate to that. I get that. But like the idea that Russell who, you know, he wants that Mamba mentality, it's something to put on a Laker uniform. I, I can tell you, I've done it in just in summer league. And, and we played at Long Beach State. And it's different when you're with the Lakers. You look at it and you're like, holy crap. And I tell people all the time, like the old facility used to go into, like you'd walk in and there's a picture of George Mikan. And there's a picture of Kareem and the Big Dipper and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and Shaq and Kobe, right? And like, holy crap, this is the Lakers. Get all of that. But we also have how many years of data on Russell Westbrook? <laughs> right? It's like, well, he turned the ball over a bunch yesterday. Uh, okay. He didn't shoot a very good percentage yesterday. Uh, okay. Right? Like, look, I mean, obviously shooting 30% from the field. Four of 13 is below the normal Russell Westbrook. And eight points in, in 35 minutes. And trying to find your way with a new team. But he's also had four knee surgeries. He's 33 years old. He was traded two years ago to Houston. He was supposed to be the savior there. That lasted exactly one season. Then he was gone. Then he was in Washington. And that lasted one season. By the way, the last two coaches he's played for, brought in, been brought in by, they both gotten fired. I don't put it all on Russell, but the idea that he's the savior. It's also, you're playing in a different level of basketball. Playing in Washington, who I think they started like 0-11 or 0-12 or something last year. Remember how bad they were to start the year. Like, putting up stats in games that don't matter is not the same as putting up stats against the Golden State Warriors, who look really good. Look, my feeling for the Lakers is very simple. My fear in their roster isn't just the age, okay? It's um, your guys that are going to be on the floor. There's not as much shooting as everybody else has. Uh, there, there's just not as many guards. Like LeBron James, we th- so many people think of LeBron James as, hey, remember when LeBron shut down Derrick Rose in the playoffs and Derrick Rose, well, yeah, but that was like 10 years ago, more, more than 10 years ago. LeBron's not that guy. He can't guard guards anymore. They go around him. They're just, he's just not. Russell Westbrook's not a great defensive player. 
One, it's about matchups. They just didn't have the guards, and they they had them kind of their heads kind of spinning. You know, the Lakers are trying to post dudes up. I also don't think the Lakers have enough shooting. That can be remedied as they acquire more players as the season goes on. And I'm not. Do I think Russell would have been you know nervous and amped up to start? Yeah, sure, whatever. But that's not why they got beat. You know, I, I thought LeBron just said, look, we, we played one preseason game together. We've been in practice. It, it, it'll work itself out. But, you know, I just, how many times do we have to see Russell Westbrook and tell you, like, look, I know he averaged a triple-double. It's really hard to tell somebody, guy averaged a triple-double, he's not a, he's a good, he's fine as a passer. He's just a crazy athlete. But as the athleticism is not what it used to be, and the shooting has not improved. This is kind of who he is. Like the Lakers, still think they'll win a bunch of games, think it's a tough matchup, guessing that they pummel the Phoenix Suns who aren't built to match up with LeBron James. That's been Phoenix's problem all the time. Um, but I really, I, I, I just think that some of these things are inherently built in this Lakers roster. All right, Dusty Dvorak, uh, star at Oklahoma, a star with the Chicago Bears, has his own national radio show with Danny Cannell. He'll join us in a moment. We'll talk some college football. Um, Dusty Dvorak joins us. Of course, he was an All-American at Oklahoma. He's a college football analyst for ESPN. Of course, uh, he and Danny Cannell have a morning show every day. Dusty, how are you? I'm fantastic. Don't forget, Doug, you're my boy. Like, we're friends, so we go back. Um, When I first got into this business, you were one of the key people that I reached out to, and I'm still a guy I look up to uh, as one of my mentors. So how the heck you doing, man? We haven't talked in a while. I'm I'm well. uh, I want to – did you take more joy in watching Texas collapse against your alma mater or my alma mater? (laughs) Well, um, a little bit of both, uh, to be completely honest. Probably – my alma mater, um, though I'm a big fan of this this uh, Oklahoma State Mike Gundy team. Uh, you know, I picked Oklahoma State to win that game, and I actually my analysis was I thought in the fourth quarter Oklahoma State would be able to take over the game. What, what, and, what is know, that? What is that about? What is that about with Texas? Are they do they not have the conditioning? Do they not have the depth? Like how how is it that they could so badly collapse in fourth quarters in consecutive weeks? It's it, well, I, I, you know, I think they're two separate. Like, right? I mean, I think that you can point to conditioning. I think you can also point to just a lack of depth, and also just other teams making adjustments throughout the course of the game. I thought Jim Knowles made some great adjustments. I thought Alex Grinch made some good adjustments. And I didn't see the adjustments on the other side, especially from their defense of Texas and Pete Kwiatkowski. But here's the deal, Doug. This goes back. Like, how about this stat for you? In six of the last seven Big 12 losses by Texas, they, they had a lead in the fourth quarter overtime. They lost six of seven. Like, that's a problem. So this is something that Sark inherited, and he's got to root it out, right? This is something that goes back. So I think you can point uh, to strength and conditioning and not being necessarily having your bodies prepared and ready for 60 minutes of football in all four quarters and it's been extremely problematic, you know. And I think that really when you look at second-half adjustments this week during the bye, that's something that it's sharp. Pete Kwiatkowski, the defensive coordinator, they got to take a long, hard look because this isn't something that just reared its ugly head these last couple of weeks. This is something that's been problematic in Austin for the last couple of years. Um, what's your reaction to Caleb Williams? And, and 
I understand that if we're, we're outside looking in, okay, Caleb Williams, by the way, for people who don't know, Spencer Rattler was a starting quarterback at Oklahoma. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate, a potential first-round draft pick, really highly touted kid who started last year, started slow last year, then finished very strong. Right? And so this year, he started slow, and in the Texas game, he was pulled. Caleb Williams comes and wins game. Then he starts last week, and they dominate TCU, and he looks like the greatest quarterback ever. Keep in mind, Texas bad defense, TCU bad defense, but there's a difference in the energy. The team is clearly playing for him where it didn't seem like they were playing for Spencer Rattler. As a guy who knows that program way better than anybody else, what's your reaction to how this thing has changed? Um, Not surprised of what I've seen from Caleb Williams. The only thing that surprised me about all this is how poorly Spencer Rattler you know, really performed for a large part of the season. You can blame it on the offensive line, but he wasn't elevating others. And then really, you know, in that game against Texas, look, he got benched last year against Texas. Lincoln Raleigh just brought him back in the second half, and he started playing better football. Caleb Williams was so good, Lincoln knew the only way they win that game is if he keeps in the true freshman quarterback. So I was at, Doug, I was at, I went, I had a chance to go to a scrimmage, the uh, last scrimmage of the of fall camp. And whenever I was watching that scrimmage, I saw exactly what I've been seeing in games. I saw um, Spencer Rattler struggle. I saw his team not respond to him. And I saw Caleb Williams come in and was making, you know, video game type plays. You know, moving to the right, throwing across his body, hitting people in stride down the field. And the bigger thing that I saw was the energy, the juice that this team had. And the way that they responded to him, like you talked about, I texted just a few people because I, I didn't want to put this out there, but I texted a few people. I said, uh, Spencer Rattler better not mess up. He might be the second-best quarterback on the roster right now. And I said, I will promise you, he's the second-best leader in that quarterback room. So that was kind of the backdrop. I just never quite knew if we'd get to that point where, where Coach Riley would have to make the move. But he was put in that situation, and you know Caleb Williams has been tremendous. I mean, it might be as good as seven quarters – as we've seen any true freshman play to start their season. Here's the other aspect of it, Doug. He didn't even play his, his senior year in high school. I know. They didn't have, yeah, Gonzaga, they didn't have Gonzaga high school didn't, football. Yeah, Gonzaga, he's from D.C. Gonzaga's a, a great private school there, um, and they didn't, they didn't play. So he hadn't played in a year. He shows up, yeah. you know, early, but still, like, to not play, and then you know, you're playing against Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and it just he's like whatever. He's just out there, out there balling. But the big thing is 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 the point that you made, and you and I are are aligned on this, which is like you know we we get really caught up into a throw a guy makes, a run a guy makes. Like, but at the end of it, the team has to play for you. You can't fool the players. You can't, and they're gonna play for Caleb, and they don't seem to love playing for. For, for, for Spencer, that, that part is, 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 is quite obvious. I want to ask you about LSU. Uh, you've covered them um, for ESPN, doing games. You've obviously covered the, the whole national landscape. Um, if you were in charge or if they call you and say, hey, man, we're going to give you a consulting fee, who do you go hire? So, you know, everyone's saying you swing for the fences. And one thing we know about Scott Woodward, he swings for the fences, right? I mean, he's able to go get Kim Mulkey, bring her in. For the basketball program, look what he did. Texas A&M bringing in Jimbo Fisher. So, I mean, obviously, I think everybody's throwing out there. I mean, you make the call to Davo Sweeney. You make the call to Lincoln Riley. I don't think that those guys are attainable. I think there's zero chance you get either one of those guys. So, realistic guys, if it was me, um, 
you know, the guy that I like a lot, don't know if he's interested in going down south. I definitely don't think he's interested in going out west. I love Luke Fickle. Like, Luke Fickle, to me, you know, when you go back and look at whenever the whole situation went down with Trestle and they, they thrust Luke Fickle into that interim role, it didn't go well. He was stressed. Uh, he wasn't in a good place. And then whenever Urban took over, Coach Fickle stayed on and he stayed the defensive coordinator. If you look at what he's done at Cincinnati, it's off the charts. And I've had a chance to cover five of his games the last couple of years. I just like what he's about. I also like the fact that he's a former nose tackle. He's got this toughness, this grittiness. And I think that, you know, he really challenges his players. And he's recruited. He hasn't recruited great, but he's recruited well there at Cincinnati. And I think that he's got an identity. And that's the guy I would identify um, for me. Because I think that if you couple that with the way they can recruit in Baton Rouge, I just think that you could really have something special because when I look at the team that he puts on the field the last two years in Cincinnati and the way they've built and grown that thing, it to me, it's, it's just absolutely off the charts. Um, I think another name you have to look at is Mark Stoops. I look at what he's done at Kentucky, talk about a program builder and you know what, I mean, just ask LSU fans when he beat them 42 to 21. Yep. Don't know if he'd be interested in leaving Lexington. I personally think LSU is one of the, is one of the top five jobs in college football. This may rub people the wrong way. You may disagree, and that's fine. I think it's a better job than USC. Now, depending on what you want, because I think it's a tougher road to hoe week in, week out in that SEC West than it is out in the Pac-12. But as far as what you can achieve at the ceiling, I think the ceiling is higher at LSU. I look no further than the last in, in I, I, wait, well, hold, hold, span. Hold on, hold on. Three listen, different coaches listen. win a national championship. I, look, I, I love you, and but yeah. you can't if you say what the ceiling is, like. USC ceiling is higher, quite obviously. They were the most dominant team in college football. So that, that ceiling, ceiling-wise. How long ago, though? How, how long ago, though? I mean, it's been a while, right? Like, here's my point on it, though. I mean, Les Miles, no disrespect. I don't think he's a great football coach. Coach O, loving to death as a defensive line coach. He's a raw rock. I don't think he's a great college football coach. And they both won national titles. No, I, I got, I got it. I, I understand. And, and, and it's because, and because, you can, I mean, because you can get dudes. I do think that Texas and OU coming into the league makes it harder. I think name, image, and likeness makes it harder because most of us know that the SEC has had a different grant and aid program. <laughs> than yep. many schools around the country, and now it's all legal, right? Um, but if you want to go ceiling, granted, it was not recently, but I'm like, look, USC, went, USC won a Rose Bowl with, with a very average coach with Sam Darnold as a redshirt freshman. So the ceiling's high there. I don't want to get into the, the, the top five. Last thing, what happened yep. to Clemson? Ooh, um, offensive line is not very good. Um, but how? 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 They went through. They've been well, through listen, a decade. How? But but you know what's interesting about that? Go look at the numbers. How much quality, big time NFL type offensive alignment have they produced? I would argue Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence covered up a lot of things. Travis Etienne, quarterbacks that had good mobility, that were unbelievably accurate, that could cover up blemishes, and now DJ Oyungale isn't able to do that. And D.J. Oyungale has, has struggled. Look, he struggled with his accuracy. Obviously, the offensive line hasn't protected him well. And, you know, really, they just haven't, they haven't changed or morphed. You know, I think that's one thing uh, that, that Tony Ellett's going to have to do a better job of is, is you, know, you know, finding different ways 
to try to create success for his quarterback and try to cover up what is a deficient offensive line. But that's the number one thing to me. Like, you can go back several years. They've had a couple of guys here and there. When you look on the other side of the football, what they produce from the front seven, even the back end, you don't, but especially that defensive line, you don't get that upper echelon elite type of offensive lineman even during this great run that they've had. And I think that now that you don't have a quarterback to mask some of that, yeah. I just think that you're really starting to see some of the flaws, some of the blemishes. That's a fascinating game against Pitt this weekend. I'm going to tell you what, Kenny Pickett, we'll talk about a quarterback that needs to get more love. He's get talked about, the six-year senior. He's 21-1, to touchdowns, interceptions, and they've got Clemson coming to their backyard. My old coordinator, Brent Venables, he'll have a good scheme for Kenny Pickett. My old thing, though, is if you can score 21, I don't know if Clemson can, 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 can outscore you. Like Clemson right now is struggling just getting to the 20s, and uh, if they lose this week, I think we can close the door on their reign of the ACC with seven straight uh, conference championships. He's Dusty Dvorak. You'll see him on ESPN. You hear him on his own radio show with, uh, with Danny Cannell every morning. And, of course, uh, he's kind enough to spend some time with us here. You remember him at Oklahoma. You remember him with the Chicago Bears. Thanks so much for joining us, Dusty. Hey, thank you. Hey, Doug, real quick. I need yeah. your advice. I know you're yeah. up against it probably. Yeah. So this week, you yeah. know, Dave Pash and myself, I got my first ABC primetime uh, right. assignment. Okay. Any, any recommendations? Uh, for, Where for you go? What, what's the game? Uh, we have Ohio State at Indiana, primetime Saturday night, ABC. So what do you need a recommendation for? I don't know. Just maybe just don't screw up or anything you got. It's my first. No, I mean, be you. Know, you. Big games. It's, you know, be be you, know? you. Be you. Look, first of all, there's nothing you can say that Pash isn't ready for. Dude works for Bill Walton, right? Right. And right. you've seen it all. You've done it all. Nah. I mean, no. I, I, mean, I mean, if you could find a way to explain how Indiana was so good last year and so very average this year, I would love. I mean, I know they lost a bunch on defense or whatever. I don't know. No, just be you. You're good. Perfect. I, I'm, taking, I'm taking your assignment. I'm going to try to give that explanation just for you on Saturday, Doug. Great Appreciate that. catching up with you as always, man. We'll talk All right, soon. brother. That's Dusty Dvorak joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Urban Meyer is still the odds-on favorite to be the next head coach fired in the NFL. Or is he? We'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whoa, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, We do have a game to get to. Before we get to a game, I want to get to Dan Beyer, where he has some breaking news from Houston, Dan, what do you got there, pal? Doug, this is a report from John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. And I wouldn't say it's news just yet, but John McClain of the Houston Chronicle saying that a deal between the Texans and Dolphins involving Deshaun Watson going to Miami could be done 
possibly this week. The NFL trade deadline isn't until the first week of November, but a deal could get done this week. Also, uh, Mark Berman of Fox 26 in Houston tweeted as much that uh, apparently talks are heating up. And this is something that Jay Glazer said a couple of weeks ago that, again, talks going on. Keep your eye on Miami. We've always talked about Miami, but a possible deal could be done this week, according to reports out of Houston. Wow, that's huge stuff. All right, let's get to a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what's the game? All right, Doug. The game today is... Real news, fake news. All right. Six scenarios for you. Real news or fake news, Doug. NFL ratings compared to a year ago are slightly down. Is that real news or fake news? Uh, I'm going to go fake news. You are fake news. Of course, they are up 16% from this point a year ago. And last year, we were still kind of in pandemic mode. No fans are going to NFL stadiums, so all they had to do was be able to watch them at home, or most fans weren't able to go, but still, ratings up 16% from a year ago. Oh, no, it's been really amazing how, whether it's in person or whatever it is, you know, in person or anyhow, that uh, people are crazy about football. I mean, really, really crazy. And I mean, like, look, if you just cut down the stadium fights, it'd be awesome. Real news or fake news, Urban Meyer is still the odds-on favorite to be the next head coach fired in the NFL. I think that's real news. You are fake news. Matt Nagy is uh, the favorite right now. 3-2 to two for Nagy. Urban's 5-2. to two. Then Joe Judge at 13-4. to four. The guy you talked about yesterday, Brian Flores in Miami, listed at 6-1. to one. Yeah, now, But I, I, I think if they change quarterbacks, that may give him new life, but... Man, that's we won't see that quarterback change likely till next year. Real news or fake news, Doug? Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby called the exit of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC as a, quote, personal betrayal, end quote. Is that real news or fake news? I'm going to go real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yeah, the commissioner made the comments to the Austin American statesman in an exclusive with that paper. Obviously, Texas, one of the schools leaving, but Bowlesby saying that he felt, yeah, betrayed by the school presidents from both schools schools yeah it's because they were in discussions in discussions uh about what to do with the future of the big 12 and they didn't tell anybody that they were really already had a deal done with the sec i think that's that's where it is real news or fake news the sunbelt conference is looking to expand by four schools the sunbelt yes uh that's Fake news. They're real. Real. And they're yeah. Yahoo saying Sunbelt looking to expand as Marshall, Old Dominion, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and James Madison could be candidates to join the league. Obviously, that means that Conference USA could be depleted a little bit more. But Pete Thamel of Yahoo is also reporting that Conference USA looking to do their own, looking at Liberty and James Madison, hoping to keep uh, Marshall and ODU and Southern Miss as well. Well, part so. of it is the Americans going to expand and take Conference USA. So now everybody's trying to raid Conference yes. USA, right? Yes. Uh, finally, Doug, real news or fake news, Kentucky will retire a jersey in honor of Tubby Smith, who coached the team to a national title in 1998. That's real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yes, UK uh, will face High Point, the team that uh, Tubby Smith uh, now coaches, and they will retire that jersey when they play that game later this fall. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, got an outstanding second hour of the show for you. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jerry Harrison's going to join us upcoming next. We'll talk some Dodgers. Plus, Jim Jackson's going to join us. We'll ask him about the new-look Lakers. All right, are the Dodgers back, or is it just one comeback? Find out next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.